0: My name is Ralph, uh, I've been your missionary for almost 25 years now here at Fellowship Baptist Church. You guys have been faithful every month to support us, uh, you helped us plant two new churches in Hong Kong, and then you've helped us all over Asia now, and then particularly you're focusing in on Bon Nam Kim Thailand that you just saw on the video. God's blessed me with a wonderful wife, her name is Becky, and by the way, let me just say something now. Just save your energy, save your time. Don't come up to me after church and go, well, your wife's prettier than you are. I'll guarantee you. I know, I know, I know, okay? It's, it, I get it, all right? So don't worry about that. So God's been very good to me. He's blessed us with three daughters, Sadie, April, and Haley. Uh, when they came, we came through here the first time, Sadie and April were like about yay tall. Now Sadie's 31, has our two grandchildren April, our middle one's 29, and then our baby Haley uh, is a sophomore at Baylor University in Texas. But uh, our middle daughter April, who's 29 now, last year when I was here, last Sunday of September, two weeks later, my daughter April was diagnosed with breast cancer. It had spread to the lymph nodes, had lymph nodes come back positive, and so this past year has been quite an interesting journey. Uh, with her. But um, I'll tell you this, through the prayer of God's people like yourself, and we wrote updates to you guys, and uh, just the scripture that was shared with her, the, just the truth that was spoken into her life, God has done a marvelous work in her. And as I speak today, uh, she is cancer-free. And yes, I praise the Lord. Two days after she was diagnosed We're uh, at the doctor's office, and we had a Christian doctor who literally put her hands on her and prayed a prayer of divine healing over my daughter. Um, At that moment, we were hoping for that miracle, but God said, Well, not just yet. I'm going to take you on a journey. And so we did take a journey with God, uh, but I'm here to just celebrate God's goodness, her healing. And uh, she's a jogger. She runs an hour and a half every day. I just, you just want to slap people like that. You know, it's like, how do you run? You know, put a football in my hand, I'll run for a touchdown, but just jog, you know, just, but she loves to run. That's where she feels her best with the wind in her face. And so she's back out jogging every day. So thank you for praying for April, our daughter. And then for those who maybe didn't know her, just wanted to bring an update on that as well. So the family's good. The kids in Bonnam, Kim are good. And a lot of that is because you're so good. And God is using you in a marvelous way. So thank you for doing that. I have a question. The guy leading music this morning, what's his name? Huh? Tyler. Tyler what? Chandler. Chandler. Okay, I think I know your dad. Where is, is is he in here? He's gone. His dad and I, Rick Chandler, went to college together. One of the nicest guys in the whole wide world. True story. And so I just want to just uh, celebrate his life, and um, just it was fun kind of watching him up here leading music and thinking that my roommate in college really did produce something good. You know, it's kind, of it kind of cool to see that. So miracles do happen, amen? Boys can do good things, all right, even in a college dorm. So um, with that said, I'd like to bring your attention to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, and while you're turning there, I just want to mention the man of card that's in your hand. Um, I'm not the most exciting speaker in the world, so don't get bored and start filling in all the zeros and the B's and the D's on me, okay? Stay with me, but it is there to kind of hold and just pray and ask God, what he want you to help one of these kids for this year? These commitments are a one-year commitment, so it's not till Jesus comes. Um, you can jump off any year. But we do ask for you to make a one-year commitment, $28 a month, and um, make the checks out to your church here, Fellowship Baptist Church. Don't give me any money directly. Please don't send money to the of office directly. We want this to be a church partnership, so give through your church. If you've been helping these children, obviously, thank you so much. Um, You see what the difference you're making. But uh, go ahead and re-up again today so we know that you're going to do it yet for another year. Uh, that, that would be real helpful to our office. And then just know this, when you do get, this is one of the biggest questions I get asked, 90% of every dollar gets to the child. You saw the kids eating there. You saw the classroom. It gets to that child. Um, there's a 10% overhead, this and that and the other. And in fact, part of that's a reserve account that we keep back for emergencies for these children and stuff. So probably a true in reality probably 94, 95% of every dollar literally gets to the child. That's a great percentage. So that's one of the most common questions asked. You can start supporting them today. You can come back and fill your card out next week and start sponsoring them next week, whatever you want to do. But I do pray that God will give you a green light today to bless one of these kids. And I say one, I like to spread the love. If God tells you to do 10 of them, go ahead and do it. He'll provide it. He makes no mistakes, amen. But uh, if he just tells you to do one, just spread the love around the room, and I believe if that happens, many children will be blessed. The first picture I want to show you before we start reading Scripture is, again, a picture I've shown here before. These are the first two little girls I met in Cambodia. My wife and I were there uh, probably about 11, 12 years ago now, living in the city dump. They don't live at the dump, not near the dump, but inside the dump. Just to get to these girls, I mean, just those garbage flies were crawling in our ears, up our nose, all that kind of stuff, and they lived in that every day. Long story short, though, God's people caught a vision, they started giving, praying, giving some more, donating. We've got almost 300 of these kids now out of the dump, they're going to school every day, their health, most of them are healthy, there's a little bit of a disease element there with some of them that's somewhat chronical. Um, Imagine coming out of a city dump like that. Um, They're going to Sunday school every Sunday. They know Jesus lives in their heart now. They've invited him into their hearts. Amen. Singing the same songs we sing and sing, come I, but they're singing the same songs. And so these are just things that happen when God's people pull together and make a difference in children's lives. The next picture I want to show is your children. These are four girls from Ban Nam Kim. Uh, we have a school there. There's a music program for them. And then there's also a sewing project that we have. And these girls are learning to sew and make things to sell and trying to get them real jobs, get them out of harm's way. Uh, there's just those things that help them break that cycle of poverty. And this is a very special project. God's been very good to this uh, this dream because these girls are making things. Let me show you the next picture uh, This was a wedding they did for a couple in Singapore. If you know much about Singapore, Singapore just does nothing but first-class everything. The shiniest building you find here in the United States, I promise you, you go to Singapore, there's a prettier one and a shinier one. They just do everything first-class. I say that on purpose because these girls were making wedding dresses for a wedding in Singapore. A very affluent family. What's happened is there's a a young man in Singapore who's a professional, he's a a fashion designer. He's taken one year off of work, just taking his career and dropping it for a moment. He's moved now to Ban Nam Kim. He's there for one year teaching these young girls how to make true quality stuff that affluent people would want want to purchase and thus making money. We've got a, a Relationship going on right now with Ann Taylor Loft. If Those of you familiar with Ann Taylor, I have three daughters, so I know the names of all these places. But, you know, Ann Taylor Loft now is working with us. We're trying to develop a relationship there uh, from corporate headquarters to uh, make a partnership where these girls can maybe sell clothes that they're making in Ban Nam Kim and an Ann Taylor Loft. Wouldn't that be awesome? So anyway, they're working with us. We found a true believer in that organization who has a real heart for what we're doing. And so just pray about these girls and the Ann Taylor Loft partnership and Bon Nam Kim. These are your girls. The next picture I want to show, just, are not those just look happy? You know, these kids, these kids were living in what we would call a dump. And now they're just happy as can be. They're, they know they're a child of the king. You can't get any higher than that as a child of God, amen? As high as you can go. So that's, that's good for all of us to be liberated off the ladder climbing, When you're a child of God, it makes you a child of the king. You can't go any higher than that, so quit climbing. Just be free. Be free. So it's true for these girls. It's true for us here in a a fluent society, as we call the United States of America. But many of you have met little Rose there in the middle. She's even given her life to be a missionary, so she wants to train to be a missionary like the Manna group from Ohio were doing. She wants to kind of do that one day and take her life all around Asia and help children as we've helped them. So I just want to kind of show you that um, these just precious kids that you're blessing there in Bonnam Nam Kim. This morning, I want to read from Matthew 25. This is going to be what I call one of those not fun sermons. I like warm and fuzzy, but right now I probably won't be that much. But as I, how many of you remember putting peroxide on a sore? You cut yourself, you put peroxide, burn, you know. How many of you remember the methylate days, the red stuff that just burned like the devil? Remember that? The horrible stuff. But it, it fought infection, right? It was good for us. So my daughters, if I brought them up here today, they have, they have the soundbite memorized. They heard it all their life. I said, baby, this is going to sting, but it's a good sting, they never bought into it, but, you know, I tried. This peroxide is going to burn. It's going to sting, but it's, it's going to hurt, but it's not hurting you. These verses today can hurt, but they're not going to hurt us. They're, they're actually helping us. They're going to enlighten us. And Pastor Tony touched on it a little bit already, but before we read the Scripture, I want to read something that came across my desk the other day, and I just want to share it with you again I don't want to be negative at all, but this is a little bit negative. But just think about the society we live in and how we would pray that we could change as a society. It went like this. The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers. We spend more but have less. We buy more but enjoy it less. Does it sound anything familiar? society. We drink too much, we smoke too much, we spend too recklessly, we laugh too little, drive too fast, get too angry too quickly, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too little, watch TV too much, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions, but we've reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We've learned how to make a living, but not a life. We've added years to life, but not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble crossing the street to meet our new neighbor. We've conquered outer space, but not our inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. We've cleaned up the air, but we have polluted the soul. We've split the atom. But not our prejudices.
1: We have fancier houses, but broken homes.
0: Let's pray. Father, please help us this morning to just digest things that we hear today, but we need to hear. And then, Lord, help us to know what to do with it.
1: Help us to know how to react.
0: Help us, Lord, to take your written word, not just these words that I found on my desk one day, but let's take your written word, Lord, and help us to know how to respond to that properly. So we thank you for bringing us here today. We know it's not by accident. And then, Lord, we just thank you for loving us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Someone said many years
0: ago when man discovered the mirror he began to lose his soul. I'm sure that was a spin off of something about the narcissistic you know personality type and the whole image in the water type thing narcissist. But when man discovered the mirror he began to lose his soul. If you think about that maybe that's when in a weird way maybe that's when we stopped looking around Maybe that's when we started just looking at ourselves and thinking about ourselves and not really seeing our neighbors. Maybe not really seeing the person next to us at church. How are they doing? Have you asked? I know what I'm wearing and I want to look really good, but the person next to me, how are they doing? When man discovered the mirror, he began to lose
1: his soul. Talking about others, Jesus,
0: in Matthew 25, in verse 31, he begins with these words, and we have touched on them this morning, but let's just go back over them. Jesus says these words, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon a throne of his glory, and he will. Amen? Day's coming. It's going to be a glorious day. Verse 32, And before him shall be gathered all nations, not America, not Iraq, not Cuba, not Thailand, all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Heard somebody say he's going to separate his followers from the phonies. The churchgoers, but followers, separate them from the phonies. Verse 33. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Sheep are on the right, goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, the sheep. Come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world for i was a hungry hungered and you gave me meat i was thirsty and you gave me drink i was a stranger and you took me in i was naked and you clothed me i was sick and you visited me i was in prison and you came unto me i think what he's saying is when i felt hopeless you brought me a sense of hope I don't know if you ever had that experience in your life where you just felt hopeless and somebody walks in the door and brought you a sense of hope. It just changed you that day.
1: Verse 37.
0: Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when... Saw we these sick or in prison, and came unto thee. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also to them on the left hand, these are the goats or the phonies Depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels for i was hungry and you gave me no meat i was thirsty and you gave me no drink i was a stranger and you took me not in naked and you clothed me not sick and in prison and you visited me not then shall they also answer him saying lord when saw we thee a hungry hungered and or a thirst or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now there's a theological discussion in those verses of scripture. I'm not prepared, nor do we have time to just flesh out everything we just read and explain everything. But here's what we can take away from this passion of scripture and these words of Christ. God takes wasted opportunity very serious, does he not? When we just waste opportunities to share, to love, to nurture, to care, I see that God just takes
1: it really serious. Almost like it makes him sick. Someone said following Christ is a life
0: of verbs. To love, to nurture, to embrace, to include. To mentor, to teach, to love. But Satan dupes us into filling our garages with a bunch of nouns. Just stuff and more stuff. And stuff to wash the stuff and stuff to clean the stuff. And it just goes on and on. A garage is full of nouns when God's called us to a life of verbs. But here's what else I take from this story.
1: (laughs) He called those on the right to
0: just, here, life eternal, forever and ever. I take from the story that God absolutely just loves it when we take advantage of opportunity and we do see our neighbor in need and we share. Amen? He takes that very seriously and he loves it. I mean, look at the difference. He just absolutely loves it. So the challenge today is, are we really living what we call with our headlights on or our eyes open and really seeing people who need us. Maybe they don't need a sermon from us that day. Once in a while, they do. I remember my 13-year-old daughter asked me one day, she goes, Dad, I have a question, but I don't really want a long answer. I just have a question. Well, that was kind of a heads up to Dad. I probably preach too often than I do mentor. So I started just mentoring and answering questions simply. They don't always need us to tell them everything. They just need us. Go to prison. Go to the, someone. You know, don't have to always bring something. Just visit. Be there. And sometimes bring something when it's necessary. But to share our lives. And that's basically my sermon in a nutshell this morning. Are you sharing your life? We live in a society to get all you can and can all you get. I don't know where that started. I don't know how it happened. But the devil has duped us into just nouns and nouns and more nouns when God just loves the verbs. He just loves it. I heard about a pastor in church one Sunday morning. It was a rhetorical question. But uh, there's always that person that answers rhetorical questions, you know. I know, I know. So... The pastor asked a question, says, what is loving kindness? And uh, it was a rhetorical question, just to get people thinking, but little boy raised his hand to answer the question. So the pastor paused the sermon and says, yeah, son, what, what's loving kindness? The boy said, you know, loving kindness is uh, it's like if I'm hungry and you give me a biscuit to eat, he said, "That's kindness." But if you'll take that biscuit and warm it up first, and then slice it open and put a little butter and strawberry jam on there, and then give it to me, said so that's loving kindness. <laughs> and I thought, you know, let's just show loving kindness to those around us: your neighbor, your coworkers, classmates. Little kiddos and on the other side of the globe in Ban Kim, Thailand. It's a long flight. It takes money, but my goodness, to show them loving kindness. That's one thing America's really good about. If America has a gift, it's the gift of doting. You know, we love to dote, don't we? I mean, my grandkids show up, I get so giddy. I don't even have a budget anymore. You know what I mean? It's just one of those. Just spin it until you run out. I mean, it's just crazy. They, they do weird things to us. I just want to encourage us to, when we waste opportunity, we see that God takes it really serious. I'm not going to try to flesh all that out right now, but boy, he takes it serious. But he just absolutely loves it when we do see it and we take time to share and to share our lives. Let's share our lives this morning. For the benefit of our neighbors, people, and then, of course, in context this morning, since I'm here today, these little rascals in Bon Nam Kim, Thailand. Those are your little siblings in Christ. Let's just keep doting on them and showing them that loving kindness. God bless you and thank you so much.